Hello, and welcome to Tune Tunes, a show where we review and talk about the tunes from cartoons and just music from animated media generally. I'm Owen Elphick. And I am Eliana Uyoa. And today we'll be continuing our discussion of Phineas and Ferb, songs from the TV series. banger i love this song i think it gets overshadowed by ain't got rhythm but fabulous Mm -hmm. fabulous Mm -hmm. by bobby fabulous this shit slaps this shit is so good the production on this is incredible i hate it but i love the fact that it opens with a like with a fucking moan right like yeah like it's it's uh like the production on this is incredible the flow on it is impeccable Mm -hmm. It's like, are they rapping? Is this rap? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. But it's, but it's like over like, like the kind of instrumentation you hear on like a Bee Gees song. Exactly. You know, it's like, it's like this sort of like glam rock sort of thing. It's, it's very interesting. I, yeah. I love, I like, I, I don't really have anything to say about it. I just love this song. Like one for characterization, it shows just how smart Phineas is um, as a character because, like, we kind of knew who Bobby Fabulous was going to be with that name, but... <laughs> right, it's true. Like, for Phineas to, like, see him, like, his, how fast his mind works to know how to, like, appeal to that type of man. Yeah. And, like, I don't, I don't know, the song just goes so hard. Yeah, it's also just so, like, it's just so flamboyant and, like... Yes. Like, and I, and I mean that on, like, multiple levels, it's just so, like, sort of flamboyant and and like and fabulous it's like yeah i I mean i think the song people think about when they think about like ego-driven songs called fabulous by disney is of course ashley tisdale's song fabulous from the high school musical 2 soundtrack also incredible which is also incredible um but i think this is such a such an interesting song again because you say it's it's not just that it's like him talking about how he's fabulous it's how other people are appealing to his ego like the other guys are are cool but your fashion sense is what's is what's i also just love how it like comments on fashion culture with like in the second yeah. verse with like um don't be a lookalike copying another unless of course you're copying me because that gives you individuality like that's yeah so and then phineas is like yeah that's very nice but can we get back on track <laughs> and it's not my favorite song I, I i will say but i will i will say like that moment where it's like Dude, we're getting the band back together. That that does shit to me. That like you know what I'm saying? Like like and I think Phineas and Ferb like music is very good at this. Like I think you see this these moments like these very satisfying moments where like like the instrumentation cuts like these sorts of climaxes to the songs that just make you like like I just have to be like like and just rock out with that breakdown. Yeah, that's so good, and yeah. it's and it's so exhilarating. I think because in the in the context of the episode, right? Because that's the title of of the episode is getting the band it's back so together. Good. It's so exhilarating to have it like spoken and be in that moment in that way, and then have it just like blast into the last chorus. Yeah, it makes me wonder what came first, like that lyric or the song or like the episode title. And I feel like it was that lyric. Yeah, because like I feel like that lyric is just so strong and so prominent, and then like. Like, for the episode title to be Dude, We're Getting the Band Back Together. Like, damn, that's so good. I just, I love this song. I think it goes so hard. I 
I love, I also just like love, again, like that sort of like quirky, like those quirky Phineas and Ferb rhymes where it's like, um, you're the one who sets the bar, the hairdo king, the fashion czar. Yeah, fashion czar? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, where, who thought of that? Like, what? Yeah, it's just so like um, quirky and, and interesting lyrically. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I wrote this in my notes. I don't, I don't know if I still agree with this, but I do think like it ends kind of abruptly. Um, mm-hmm. But... But but again, but I don't think it like takes away from the song. This also does like feel like a, another like a full song, which is also nice. Yeah. Um, I also think it's interesting. And this is sort of a side note, but like we've got two of the songs from the Love Handle band members from this episode yeah. on this album, but not like the lead guitarist, like the History of Rock song, which yeah. I think is interesting. Um, I I don't think that song needs to be on here because Fabulous and Got Rhythm are definitely the better songs. Like, they're definitely yeah. better than that song. But I don't think that, that that's a bad song. And sort of, like, I don't know, the purest in me who sort of wants things to be collected and to get... Like, I, I, I sort there's a part of me that's sort yeah. of like, why didn't you also include that song? If you're going to include, like, these two guys, you should also, like, yeah. So that's just sort of a completionist part of me that feels like the, mm-hmm. like the album's maybe a little incomplete without that. Um, and also, like, it's a, I would say it's a better song than some of the other cuts we've talked about on here <laughs> yeah oh totally so, yeah. no no again i don't think it needs to be on here it is again it is a really it's a truly fabulous number is the other thing is like just in the context of the show visually the stuff that's going on is it's really so cool good. um and and it hits okay so next song is little brothers i look i get it i get the logic behind the song is flawed it's still a good song I don't think it's great. I don't think it's a standout by any means, but it's good. Yeah, I guess the the cause you're younger, yeah, cause you're younger, we're related, and your boys isn't strictly true. Like you can be brothers even if, like like you can have a little brother even if the brother is not related to you. Like like not all of it. It doesn't all follow logically. I mean, like, and you can have like a a younger, you know, a younger cousin, you know. We're related and your boys. Um, exactly. It could be a younger male cousin. But it's very funny in the context of the song when that line comes. It's because you like you will always be my little brothers. Not because like I love you or any of that shit, but just because like we are genetically related. Like we just I just can't avoid the fact that you are younger, we're related, and your boys. <laughs> and therefore you are my little brother. It's just it's just very funny. Yeah. Um but, it is, but also, I think it's, like, instant feels. Like, this song is really beautiful. And as someone, like, who has a little brother... And actually, you know, a lot of my watching Phineas and Ferb was with my brother. And this really made me think of him and, and just feel very... It's, it's very, you know, it's very sem- sentimental and sweet. And I think, like... Again, it's that thing about how Phineas and Ferb is so much about family. Um, yeah. And how families interact with each other. Because sometimes it's a thing of, like, those boys are evil. Like, they're absolutely <laughs> evil. And then it's, there are times where it's like, yeah, like, you're my little brothers. And, like, the essence of that, I think, really comes through in the song. And also the fact that it's sung by <laughs> Stacy is yeah. so hilarious and fascinating to me. I think, 
Stacy is such a good friend. <laughs> but and it's so funny because she goes into this little like flat like in the episode like Candace like goes into this little flashback where she's remembering all the stuff with Phineas and Ferb as little kids and and then it like fades out and it's revealed that like Stacy is strumming a guitar next to her singing <laughs> and then she's like Stacy you're kind of bumming me out, yeah. uh, which is just great. I just think it's just oh, very funny. And also Stacy has a good voice. Yeah, Stacy has a lovely voice. I really like I like this song a lot. Little Brothers. I think yeah, I don't have a lot to say behind it. Like it's super sweet. Um I think it's really revealing to both like Stacy and Candace's characters because mm-hmm. like I don't think Candace is ever shown as like being heartless, but I think she's not shown being vulnerable a lot. Um for sure. because a lot of her like emotions get kind of played up for the comedy. But I think this is, like, one of the, those episodes where it really just shows off Candace's vulnerability and, like, how that's, like, the core of Stacey and Candace's relationship. The song is super sweet. I really like the visuals in it. <laughs> also, like, the flashbacks of it. Um, I remember watching this with... I'm a youngest sibling, uh, so I don't have the little brother's experience, but I remember watching this. You, you are the little brother. I am the little brother. Um, <laughs> but I remember watching this with my older siblings and like that image of Ferb walking on with like the the British flag and them going, wait, Ferb's adopted? And I went, no, they're stepbrothers. And they went, oh. And then like we just kept watching right. the episode. Um, but yeah, I like, yeah, it's a nice song. I don't think it's a standout track, but I think it's nice. And I think it is a little more memorable than other songs on this album. Totally. I mean, this got four in the Cliptastic Countdown, mm-hmm. which I think speaks to how much like how much an audience is like. And rightfully so, like a sucker for like sweet stuff, similar to I Love You, Mom. Yeah. Like it's that sort of ode to to your family and your brothers. And I also think it's like, you know, um, I also just love so much that this show has that sort of representation of, with Ferb being a stepbrother. Um, as, and, it does, and, you know, they don't go into a whole lot of detail about it. They don't like overly push push that message but it's like yes ferb is just as much a valid brother to candace as phineas is yeah and phineas and ferb are just as valid brothers to each other even though like they have different dads yeah you know what i mean so often uh the family is depicted in uh media of, of any kind as this sort of like nuclear unit right of like the mother and the father who got married and they have children, mm-hmm. right? And it's and it's sort of just that sort of uh, overly simplified American thing. And I, and I like how Phineas and Ferb like shows a family that is is completely valid and never questioned, um, but doesn't necessarily fit that um, that sort of basis because most families like aren't sort of as straightforward as as that. And again, it's really touching in this song to be just like. Little brother, I remember when you first came home. Then came another. Yeah. Little brother, I'm like it's, it's it doesn't need to go into it a lot, um, but if you know, you know, um, and you know that it doesn't make a difference. Yeah, I feel like there's um, like I I know that that was maybe like in an interview a while ago. Dan Poppenfire and Swampy Marsh said that they like one of their big focuses was that they wanted to focus on a blended family and show that that was just as much of a valid family structure and like just a stronger, potentially even stronger family unit than like the traditional nuclear family, mom, dad, 2.5 kids and golden retriever, you know? Yeah. Right. Exactly. And also like they have a platypus for a pet. Like it's, it's very like, I mean, I also appreciate like 
the fact that it's like a cross-national family because mm-hmm. the dad is British and Ferb is British um, and then Phineas and Candace are Americans and like I, I remember that being satisfying for me as a half-British person it, and I think there's that sort of like mixed representation all throughout the show from like Baljeet to Isabella to mm-hmm. to sort of all these different people of again showing like a family that is not sort of just straightforwardly like white picket fence nuclear American yeah. family that you so often see yeah. we should we should move on um <laughs> but shout out to little brothers, shout out to little brothers it's yeah. so sweet it's so sweet um let's take a rocket ship to space I gonna say I don't remember the context of this song and I'm someone that like uh-huh. vaguely describe any Phineas and for episode plot to me and i can tell you at least the name of the episode um if not what season and what episode number i cannot tell you where this song is i feel like i feel like this was maybe the one where they had to like go to mars to get candace after she went through the portal but i don't know i don't know i don't think so because i don't remember and frankly i don't care because this shit does nothing for me yeah (laughs) i mean like the brass is nice but that's about it like there's just nothing like fresh or exciting or unexpected i mean it's interesting it feels it says it's by danny and the j-tones i wonder if that's if that's also danny jacob because it sounds very sort of similar vocal wise yeah obviously it's very like frank sinatra mm-hmm. inspired in terms of like fly me to the moon sort of taking from that but it sounds like that but if like the bare naked ladies <laughs> did that kind of tune yeah you know what i mean um also there's like references to the stars rock to Basie and Bach to like Count Basie and Bach, which is just so strange and interesting to me. I mean, like I'll, I'll, I'd buy it, but like, no, I think it's just it's a bit of a like I don't like Little Brothers isn't a banger, but like. But why would you follow it up with this? Yeah, like we're hitting a streak again of like really quality songs. And Let's Take a Rocket Ship to Space is just right in the middle exactly. of it, you know? This is sort of like that last third of the album. And we're getting a lot of bangers again. But but again, it's just getting disrupted when you throw something like this in there. And again, yeah. I don't know why. <sighs> yeah, I'm, we, I, I'm okay. I'm satisfied with that. We can move on. Yeah, the song just doesn't matter. <laughs> Sorry. However, there is a space song that does matter. And that song is Queen of Mars. <laughs> With a lot of these songs, I you know, I've referenced what genre it's coming from and sort of what I'm recognizing musically in it. With this, I can't really say, I don't know that I can really identify exactly what this song is drawing from, except that I like it. Yes. Um, it, I get the closest thing I can say is that it feels very, like, vibe-wise and in spirit like the Shrek soundtrack. Yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes. <laughs> It does. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah, it's very reminiscent of the Shrek soundtrack. And not any one song on the Shrek soundtrack, just the overall aesthetic. Yeah, just the vibe, you know? I'm like, oh man, I don't know. It, I can't tell what it's drawing from either, but this song slaps. Like, I really like the beat. I like how they incorporated, like, space noises into it. Um, it's kind of an iconic song. Like, Queen of Mars is one of those songs from Phineas and Ferb that if you're going to know songs, it's probably up there on the list of songs you'd know and like it's just right it's yeah i think it's great like i don't i don't have things to say about it i just think it's dope and i think that the like again ashley tisdale's performance so good um she kills it yeah i i don't think this is a perfect song this isn't maybe like like i think it's a very recognizable song and i think it's a very good song mm-hmm. there are a couple qualms i have but like i would love if this had longer verses yeah kind of similar to what we were talking about like 
I'm Madonna, like, like the verses feel really short before it goes with the chorus, and I wish it was maybe a little longer and more fleshed out. Um, but I just love the whole idea that, like, Candace needs to go to Mars <laughs> to get some... It took the magic portal to Mars to give me some self-worth. Which, magic portal to Mars sort of scans weird there. It only yeah. took the magic portal to Mars. Like, it feels a little awkward. But somehow, I guess that makes it funnier. I don't know. It's 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 interesting. I also love, like, the trumpet hits on the final chorus. Yes. The da-da-da, like, that sort of... Um, like, that's really satisfying. Um, and again, it's just a bop. It's just a bop. And Ashley Tisdale really s- sells it. Like, her voice is just right for it. I feel like it It just has a nice groove to it. It's nice to listen to. It has that fun, like, Phineas and Ferb quirkiness yes. to it. I also like the outro. The outro feels like it really completes the song and likes it, like it really lets the song cool down. Especially yeah. with those, like, the vocals, like, over mm-hmm. the top is very, is very nice. Yeah. No, I mess with it. I enjoy it. You know what else I enjoy? What else do you enjoy? In fact, even more than this song. Mm-hmm. Is the song Chains on Me. I love Chains on Me. I love this song. This song, I remember specifically voting for it for the Cliptastic Countdown. And it didn't get it. Robbed. But I remember voting. Robbed. I remember voting for this song. I love this song. Now I remember the last time we, I think we, we talked about this. There was no genius annotation for this song. There were like there weren't genius lyrics at all. Yeah. On genius, and I'm glad to see that that has been corrected. It has also been corrected for fabulous. Um, Good. So that's that's great. Um, this song is awesome, and it's and it's again also very much my shit. Like I mean, I have a very like diverse and and like random taste in music. Like I I like I really like hip hop, but I'm also really into musical theater. But like but this feels very much to me like the kind of music I grew up on with my parents. Like the yeah. kind of music my parents would play. Like this is some Tom Waits shit. Yeah. This is some like like the dun 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 like the and the and the the, the growliness of the voice. Similarly mm-hmm. to what I what I love in in E V I L B O I S. Um except this is like different it's not it's not the sort of like whaley bb king thing that that dan pavelmeyer pulls off it's it's much more like it's it's very like it's like the cross man say i'm gone like that like gravelly and and the 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 chains clanking the fact that it's this like perfect prison slash like anti-establishment anthem yeah and similarly to other songs we've talked about like this works perfectly within the context of of the show and the episode it's in because like when Phineas and Ferber are you know in kind of prison uh, mm-hmm. because they've been been sent there to stop using their imaginations but also you could take this song out of the show like it doesn't need to be in the show and you could hear it and just be like oh yeah this is a great song about like how the system is trying to keep people from from being imaginative and creative and trying to break their spirits and it's just awesome. Like the groove is great. Like the guitar riff is so, and that chorus is so, so catchy. It's, it's so, so excellent. Good. And don't say imagination is morally wrong. And I love, I love how at the end of the second chorus, he goes up on morally wrong. He's like, don't say imagination is morally wrong. Got these chains. And he goes and he goes back into the refrain again. He gives us an yeah. extra refrain with new lyrics because that was what we wanted. Yes, we did want another refrain. Yeah. Um, and then he brings it back home for that. And it's just it's just so great. It's such a great song. It's so good. I really 
like you you like briefly talked about it i really love the like metal sounds mm. and the production i think that that adds like a whole other layer of like depth and like i love what like fun shit people come up with using sounds in production the sort of like chain gang aesthetic yeah like there's something about like the sounds it's like it serves the song well that's what i'm trying to get to it serves the song well i think that like this song is just so strong and like i feel Mm. like it's one of this is gonna be a weird thing to say but i feel like it's one of the more adult songs on this album yeah um and i think that that's what's really uh, something that's really appealing to me at least about it is that unfortunately it doesn't have as much like quirk to it as like some of the other songs on here that are also like more adult but like it's still like a really fucking good song like i don't know i don't have cohesive thoughts anymore like this song just goes hard and it's a really lovely commentary on like the system and particularly like the education system in the united states and like how it strips away individuality if i saw this song like on the show as like a parent or something i feel like it would just hit really hard like when you become an adult i think you become much more aware of all the ways in which um like you say like the system not just in the education system but just in general is not just like inclined but designed to stifle imagination and creativity um individuality and and, you know everyone who's like working up like a day job or or anything like that you know is just really having to sort of experience that sort of soul crushing like Mm -hmm. feeling yeah And, and again i think it's expressed really well here um you know but in a way that still works for the show yeah uh, yeah, the song, this was in one of the, like, rare episodes where we got two songs, and between, like, it, it's so interesting that two songs that came out of this were Little Brothers and Chains on me. Right. I think that that just shows sort of, like, it, it was, it was I feel like, a nice flip up for, like, what the vibes were from the A plot and the B plot. You yeah, because they're, they're so different. Yeah, again, I just, that beat. Yeah. Like, that big boss that is so Like, it's, I, again, it's just, I, I don't understand how you don't groove to this. I don't understand you if you don't oh, get yeah. to this yet. It's so good. It's so good. Do we yes. have anything else to say about this? or, or do we? I don't have anything else to say. Right. I think it's great. great. I think it's, it's a great a song. We love it. All right. It's time for Finn and Droids and Furbots. Yes. Uh, I only have two words to say. Daft punk. <laughs> <laughs> My notes currently say daft punk wishes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah this song exists it does indeed exist but i think it's good i think it's fairly forgettable but like i think like this episode in particular is one that like i don't think is a really memorable episode in the first place but i that might be due to the fact that the song is fairly forgettable i don't really remember the episode either (laughs) because clearly it like this song was forgettable I think it's fine. It accomplished what it wanted to accomplish, but I don't think there's much, in my opinion, to talk about on this track. Yeah, I just, it's, I think because the vocals are so distorted, it's sort of hard to tell what they're saying. Mm -hmm. So I can't really dig into it lyrically at all, and there's not much I take away from it lyrically. To be fair, I don't, you know, no one comes to, like, a Daft Punk song for the lyrics either. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, you know, again, it's it's just sort of short and, and fine. It's fine. It's okay. I guess it's not as sort of uh, useless or, or as easily a throwaway as some of these others. I don't know. Mm. Right. I'm literally looking up the lyrics right now because I need 
We're Phineas Joys and Furbots, and we're stomping our feet to the electric magnetic mechanical beat. We've got light bulbs for eyes and aluminum noses. We're busting chilling moves with our robot poses. Which is fun. But again, if I can't understand what you're saying, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. If the lyrics like, are clever. Like, I'm, that, yeah. I don't know. It, the production on the song is both everything to it, but also, like, a detriment to it. And, like, mm-hmm. I don't That's know. Tricky. It's tricky. It exists. I don't understand the placement on the album that the song has, I will say. Yeah, it just comes really randomly. It's like, why why is this? I also, I mean, I I would love to know about some of this, like, this, why the sequencing choices that happen. Because it's not like they're going in, like, based on order of episode. No, not at Certainly all. Certainly not. Like, you know, there, there are songs that are in the same episodes that are on completely different parts of the album. And yeah, I don't, I don't, I sort of, I sort of wonder what some of the choices that were involved in the sequencing of the album is. I, I would say like as an overall body of work, this album does sort of suffer in the sequencing department. Like it has hits, but I don't know that it is sequenced um, as well as an overall, pro- as I might like an overall project to be. So. Yeah. Whereas like, if you talk about the soundtrack for like some of the movies, that's a different yeah. conversation. Yeah. Oh, totally. Uh, but we're coming up on the last two songs. Um, last two songs. Which both come from, from that finale episode, um, getting the band back together. Um, first, we have to talk about Ain't Got Rhythm. Emmy Award winning Ain't Got Rhythm. Emmy Award winning, baby. Like, shit, man. Yeah. I mean, like, well deserved. This song is so good. <laughs> I cannot imagine that this song was written in a single day. Shameful. The production of it, the lyrics on it are so clever. The flow, yeah, amazing. I think it suffers from the reprise being tagged on at the end, but that's a personal preference sort of thing. No, I like that because it's this moment of like euphoria where he realizes, like, wait, no, yeah, I do have rhythm. I've got yeah. it. I've got, and he's going nuts. Like I, I, I like that from from like a story. Perspective. From a story perspective, I think it works like in the context of the episode, but like on the album, that's not the part that people are here to listen to. You know? Sure, I guess. Yeah, no, that's fair. I, I think, I think this is like a brilliant song conceptually, and I love the like the way it tells the story because it's that thing about form fitting content or form mm-hmm. like, like speaking to content, like the the lyrics that Sherman is saying, the way, or singing the way he is sort of being like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't have any rhythm. But the music is like actively contradicting that. And he is creating the song himself with the books. And again, it builds, the song builds in such a great way. But then also yeah. it's like tempered by the ladies in the library being like, shh. Yeah. But then it just keeps building even more. Yeah, I, I love that. I think it's really, that's really smart. I love that bit where it's sort of blossoming and, and climaxing where where he's like, I ain't got rhythm. And Phineas is, is like, but you're laying down some funky syncopation. Yeah. There's literally funky syncopation happening in that yeah. line. And it's so smart. Yeah, it's so good. I mean, like, it won an Emmy for a reason. Like, I don't agree with award shows all that often, but like... Man, this time they 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 got it right. Oh sure, I mean, everything wins. Like when when stuff wins awards, they win. Of course, they, they always win an award for a reason. Sometimes the reason or not is not good. I think in this case, it, it was a good reason. Because again, it is it is a great song. I appreciate this song a lot because I really I you know like I too am a nerdy bookworm who like spent years with like a really strong sense of like loving music and wanting to do music and I and like having a sense of musicality, but but like convinced that I didn't, that I wasn't talented enough to be able to do music. 
Um, and I think I, I love how that sort of um, gets examined here with with Sherman. And it's not like Sherman is like hugely busted up over it. Like he's fine. Like th- I also find it so admirable that he is so good with like I don't need to be famous. I don't need to be a rock star. I'm good in this mm-hmm. library with all these old ladies and this carpet from the '80s. Like I'm good. I'm good. But but he has this inherent thing in him about being able to make music, and he just and he just needs to be shown that that he still has it um and i think yeah. i think about, i think that's true for a lot of people who who love music and maybe want to do music but don't necessarily feel like they're talented enough their song sort of shows away in that sense and again that's maybe that's why i like so much that moment at the end where he realizes um yeah where he's like oh my god i i, I got rhythm and he like and, and he's going crazy at the end that like last breakdown yeah. for me is really exhilarating and wonderful but i do understand it, it maybe feels a little tacked on yeah i'm surprised that it's so low on the cliptastic countdown i feel like it, it was like number seven or eight or something oh yeah this was like eight which it deserved better it deserved better but yeah no this is a good song this is this is just, just a straight up great song shout out to sherman shout out to sherman and last but certainly not least. Certainly not least. You snuck your way right into my heart. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think I've said before when we talked about this, this is to me like the school dance song we just all wanted them to play. Honestly. Like you yes. know, when you went to your not even your high school dance. I'm not talking about prom. I'm talking about like your middle school dance. You know what I'm yeah. saying? When it was all like new and you were first sort of trying to like even learn what it meant to be at a dance. Like, this was the shit you wanted them to play at the end of the night. Yeah. It's like every single pop rock, like, 80s ballad, like, wrapped into one. It's so good. Yeah, and I love that it sort of pokes fun. Mm-hmm. I think there's notes on this in, in the Genius Annotation, but it sort of pokes fun at the at a lot of the metaphors that you see in songs of this type in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Of, like, you know, that bit in the second verse where it's like, like a ninja of love repelling down from above. Yeah. <laughs> like, no reason. Like, why, where did the ninja... It's again, it's that, like, Phineas and Ferb random lyric thing of, like, where did that come from? Why are you talking... And, and it's just really funny, especially when you think about, like, the Fireside Girls coming down and Buford is, like, the Cupid hanging yeah. from the ceiling. It's so funny. It's so good. I feel like this deadass, save for the ninja of love lyric, I feel like this is like a very solid, I'm gonna smoke weed and make out with someone jam, you know? For, for real. Yeah, it's so like delight. Again, they know their genres so well and like the fundamentals of each of them. I think the backup vocals are incredible. Mm. I think Danny's vocals are amazing on this song, uh, especially when you consider that this is technically a live version. Thinking about that thing of like, oh, whose members of the band song are they included? I guess they sort of saw this as, like, Danny's song, as, like, oh, this is the third song of yeah. the trio that we're putting, and to put History of Rock on here might, like, imbalance that. So I guess I sort of understand that now that I'm thinking about it. But yeah, his vocals are great on this. The electric guitar on this is nice as fuck. Like, and it's so and it's good. a very low-key song in a lot of ways. And and you can't not sing along at the end with the na Yeah. Like, it, and that I think that makes it a really great way to, to end this Yeah. Song. I think, again, about when we talk about how family functions in this show, and they literally, like, bring this band back together just so their parents can have something nice for their anniversary. Yeah. And I love that this is very much, this very much feels like the kind of music of our parents' generation when our parents were our age. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily know that, um, like, my parents liked this music or were listening to this kind of music, but it does, it has that kind of nostalgia and sentimentality to it for people our age of like this is the kind of stuff like my parents might have fallen in love to 
Um, and it still yeah. hits. It still works for our generation. Yeah, I, I don't, like, this, it's a perfect album closer. Like, I think it makes sense. I don't know. It's so, like, visceral. Like, it activates something in, like, my stomach. Yeah, it's very, like, it feels very personal. You get, I, I, I feel at least, like, I get very sort of emotional listening to it. I, again, I'm talking about a lot of things that are not really in the song. Like, I'm talking about the high school dance and, like, our parents. You're talking about, like, smoking weed and making out with someone. Like, I, it is this thing about this song where, like, none of that stuff is in the song, strictly speaking. But it evokes something. Like, the music evokes something, I think, for, for people who listen to it. That, that sort of thing about, about falling in love. And what that feeling of falling in love is like. Um, that, that I just think is very fundamental and like instantly recognizable um mm-hmm. and yeah i yeah i just think it's really really wonderful and, and a good way and again a, gr- a great way to close the album yeah like i feel like in terms of like album sequencing like they, they got a lot of things wrong but like starting off with today is going to be a great day and ending with you snuck your way right into my heart was like exactly right totally absolutely especially since it feels like sort of like a come down you know what i mean like it's like exactly. it's like a, like you're like yeah it's relaxing and emotional and like a big anthem and yeah it's great yeah well that's the album that's the whole album that's the album and i just have one one i guess one last question before we go which is where the fuck mm-hmm. is swinter why is it swinter that's, on this album yeah. where's swinter there's no isabella representation None. here and i'm mad about it i i think i think honestly of all my complaints about this album, that might be the biggest, that there's no Isabella. Because I really, I mean, like, I think Isabella has such a sweet and wonderful voice, and I think she should mm-hmm. have been represented here. Like, there is there is no reason that, like, truck driving girl and, I don't know, Finidroids and Furbots and he's a bully and stuff like that. None of, no, there's no reason that that should be on here and Swinter shouldn't be. Yeah. Especially when that is, like, one of the most recognizable songs from the show. Like, I don't know. I just don't know why it's not on here. Like, I just, um, I, yeah. No Isabella representation. Downside, downside. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to talk about <laughs> Isabella representation when we, I guess if we ever do this again and we do it with, with other Phineas and Ferb music. I don't know. I guess we'll see how people react to this and if <laughs> if they want more Phineas and Ferb discourse from us. It's the same rule. If it gets more than 100 streams. Right. If it like gets that. more than 100 streams, then I'll be like, sure. Sure. Okay, let's yeah. do <laughs> I have a. I have a question for you. Oh, yeah. If you had to... Do top three on this album? Top, top three tracks. Top three. It was top five last time we talked about this. Don't okay, do, fine. Don't make then me top do, five. Don't make me do top three. Okay, top five. All right. Um, oh, this is hard. Again, this is just for me. This isn't even necessarily. Yeah. This is like a mixture of like what I think is the best on here, but also like what I like the most. Um, yeah. I would say I would say busted. I would say the Perry the Platypus theme. I would say, give me E V I L B O I S. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. Give me chains on me. Mm-hmm. And, ah, uh, uh, this, this is the last one. This is, this is what was so hard last time. Um, and give me Ain't Got Rhythm. I would say Ain't Got Rhythm. Give me Ain't Got Rhythm. Okay. With, like, f- honorable mentions being, uh, You Snuck Your Way Right Into My Heart, uh, I'm LaDonna, and, like... I don't know. I love you, mom, and little brothers, and anyway, sorry. I mean, anyway, you get the idea. Like, there are lots of songs I like on this album. I think there are more songs I like than dislike on this album, for sure. But yeah, that's that's a hard five. It's really hard. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go top five, no particular order. 
Ugly busted. Fuck. <laughs> um, E-V-I-L-B-O-A-S. Chains on me. We, we got those ones in common. It's so good. It's just so good. And so, like, underrated. I feel like a lot of people, if they were giving their top five, wouldn't necessarily include both of those songs. Uh, but yeah. those people are wrong. Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, shit. It's like when we get to, like, the dude we're getting the band back together songs that I get really stuck. That's what I, that's what I mean, because uh, I was like... I can leave out Fabulous for myself, but it was, like, really hard between, like, Ain't Got Rhythm and You Snuck Your Way Right Into My Heart. See, I I don't think I can leave out Fabulous, so I'll go Fabulous. That's my number four pick. Um, I think number five to me goes to Snuck Your Way Right Into My Heart with Honorable Mentions to I'm Lindana and I Want to Have Fun, uh, Ain't Got Rhythm, and Queen of Mars. Word. Yeah. No, that that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well... Shout out to Dan Povenmeyer. Shout out Swampy Marsh. Shout out Swampy Marsh. Shout out to the Phineas and Ferb people um, and everyone who went into the making of this album. Uh, shout out to Danny Jacobs. Sorry, I <laughs> didn't like all of your songs. Uh, shout out to Vincent Martella, king of Twitter. Facts. Oh, for real. And uh, shout out to, to Isabella. You can get representation on this one, but... <laughs> Allison Stoner, we love you. We'll talk about you next time, Queen. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Ashley fucking Tisdale. Yeah, shout I out to it. Ashley Tisdale. Shout out to Olivia Olsen. You're only on one. Oh you're only on one track, but we still love you. Um. Shout, shout out to Perry the Platypus, wherever he may be. Wherever he may be. And shout out to you for listening. Thank you for listening to Tune Tunes, uh, with with me, Owen, and Eliana. <laughs> I hope y'all liked this. Uh, share it if you did, I guess. Share if you did. Uh, let us tweet us if you um, listen to it in anywhere particularly fun. Yeah, and, and you know, listen to listen to this album and let us know what you think are the best songs on here and which songs you like on, on the Phineas and Ferb album. All right. Uh, thanks for listening to Tune Tunes. Uh, we'll, we'll catch you later. See ya. You've been listening to Tune Tunes with Owen and Eliana. The show is available on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen. These first episodes are sort of a little pilot mini-series, so if you like the show and you want us to keep doing it, make sure to rate it and share it with your friends. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at ToonTunesPod. Our theme music is by Adamir, and our artwork is by MJ Smith. Thanks so much for listening.